Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Yeah, but the cloud is forever. Yeah, but I'd like to see the little file pop up on my screen so I know exactly <laughs> yes. where it is, as opposed yeah. to a cloud. And I, I was like, oh, my God, we just talked for an hour and 42 minutes, and now I can't find anything. Oh, that Law & Order material is lost forever. I don't think we'll be talking for an hour and 42 minutes about this uh, episode. I don't know. It's kind of garbage. Usually the garbage <laughs> episodes are the best ones. I love <laughs> this episode. I've already given it a rating. Ben loves it. Now the um, we're talking about Star Trek, the episode Deep Space Nine called "The Muse." Oh, there's a Muse episode, a Voyager episode too. I wonder which one will be better. This one. Yeah, this one. The the Voyage episode. Torres is stranded in a Greek-like society on an away mission gone wrong. That episode sounds stupid. But the episode that they talk about on that episode that we never get to see is mm-hmm. way better. Really? <laughs> no, I just I'm just making a guess. Just go ahead and uh, um, let's mark see. that as my prediction. The Voyager episode. Uh, blah blah blah. They're watching uh, a play in a stone amphitheater. The main characters are. Torres and Harry Kim, and they are on an adventure-seeking dilithium when they are sh- in a shipwreck. This sounds. This already sounds bad. All right, I'm not. I think this muse might be better. Yeah, the I muse. So. Yeah, they basically inspire a play. Did you ever see uh, Thor Ragnarok yet? Yeah, I loved it. Okay, you know at the beginning how they're retelling the death of Loki. Yes. It's that, like that that little play within a play. So this is what that is. It's a play within a play. Yeah, mm. I bet it's. I bet it's not as good. Garbage. It's not nearly <laughs> as good as the uh, Death of Loki play starring Matt Damon. That episode, but that episode does sound better than the Voyager episode where the robot. Well, excuse me, where the holographic computer becomes a rock star on some planet of math, and that he, he, he hasn't become a rock star. He becomes a an opera star. I know, but his shit is whack, son. This shit's whack. <laughs> I love me some opera. I, what I want, that was the worst episode of Star Trek I think I've ever seen. Um, have you seen the one where he starts singing about Ponfar in the middle of a concert on uh, the mess decks? On DS9? Uh, no, Voyager. Excuse me, on Voyager? Nuh-uh. I haven't okay. seen all of Voyager. Yeah. So, yeah, if you ever get a chance, Voyager, Ponfar, Dr. Sings. All right, I'll watch that. All right, so what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode. Uh, this one is called The Muse, episode 21 of season four. We're almost done with season four. I Jesus. can't believe it. I know, it's crazy. I'm so How excited. long have we been doing DS9? Like we, been over a year? Uh, no, a week and a half. Yeah, we, we were just really blowing through them. <laughs> uh, I want to say, Dennis, I think we did this a couple weeks ago, um, but I will look again just for shits and giggles. See, I was I was adding it up, and uh, yeah. See, what the listeners don't understand is that we recorded all of these. Right now, it's September of 2017. Yeah, we recorded this all in a row, just one long week. We just uh, got to the house. We got some tea, some coffee, some like, methamphetamines. Just like, all right, let's do it. We had those 20-hour recording days. That's why you'll get some of the episodes where we kind of go into a slump. I mean, we're and technically we're all still in one big room. It's mm-hmm. just that we, we have the different uh, setups on the four corners of the room. It's pretty awesome. It's all uh, true. I was there. You, you're there now. <laughs> yeah, I am. Like right now, Dennis is asleep. Uh, because Somebody's got to sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, the amphetamines have uh, worn off. And so right. that's, when one of us is missing, that's when we're sleeping. All right. We started Deep Space Nine. Um, Three two sixteen, so March second, wow. two thousand and sixteen. Jesus, wow. yeah, it does not seem like that long. No, it doesn't. And I've really, despite my wife's uh, moaning, I've really enjoyed Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, not a fan. My mom, not so much either. Yeah, we started Deep Space Nine on episode one eighty nine. This is episode two hundred and ninety one. Jesus, so we've done over... Yeah, I think I remember when we hit 100 oh, episodes on this. Yeah. 
almost 300. Yeah. How is that a reality? Because we love what we do and we love Star Trek. We love Star Trek so much. We've made up our own Star Trek world and we role play in it now. That's how much we love Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. The folks that don't watch that feed need to uh, check it out. Get on that shit because it's Mm -hmm. good. That's next level shit. Yeah, man. We doing it. We doing it up. You all up here in 2375 while we're in 3375. Man, I can't wait for you guys to hang out with Space Kyle some more. Space Kyle. <laughs> now, is that Patreon only? I haven't even looked into it. Um, the audio is Patreon only. The video is on the Dork Trek um, uh, I, uh, not iTunes, a YouTube page. Okay. You know, you can yeah. do subscriptions on YouTube uh, also now. Yeah. I so. saw that. Smash that subscribe button. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean, though? You can have, like, not like like subscribe like normal, but then you can have, like... A paywall. Yeah, you can put up oh. a paywall. So I say we go all CBS All Access on that shit. Yeah, right. Be Cash dork grab. Dork Trek All Access. We're doing Dork Trek. Dork, dork, I can't speak. Dork Trek Cash Grab. That was really hard for me to get out. We need a logo. Dork all Trek Cash Grab. Book. So that's what D D T C G. Yeah, buddy. We start just wearing those little shirts. Dork Trek Cash Grab. That's how we're doing it. Go get rich. Next time we're at a con together, I say we just walk around like a gang. You just come up behind, come up behind people and just cash grab. Just steal their money. Yeah. Cash grab. I wear a kilt. Let's see here. How many? Let's see. See how many uh, subscribers we have to the Dork Trek page here. Seven. I know we actually have quite a few. I was surprised. Is it more than seven? We have 25 subscribers. Oh, is that the, the Patreons? No, that's how many people subscribe to the Dork Trek YouTube channel. Well, see, we don't really talk about the YouTube channel that much. No, no. we don't really put a lot up there. Yeah. Uh, I just started putting up the episodes. Ooh, that's pretty neat. The uh, Dork Trek Adventures episode one has 84 views. Episode two has 27. Um, then I, I, people out there. Yep, I've, well, I mean, people will watch playthrough pods yeah. just because they think it's interesting or they find what you're doing fun or they like mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then I've been releasing the old videos on the YouTube page. The one from Patreon that are like a year old, just putting them up there just because. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I would feel crooked if, uh, like, if I paid for something and then it, it's like uh, HBO right now with uh, Sesame Street. Yeah, where you you've got to pay for HBO to see the new Sesame Streets, but then mm-hmm. it's like a year or two later they show up on PBS, PBS for free. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing with some of these things, just sticking them up. You know, Patreons. If you uh, get to a hundred and like everybody like elevate to the hundred dollar mark. Um, we will consider taking those videos down and making them exclusive again and at that point we should be doing the law and order podcast too yeah at that point we'll do the law and order podcast so i mean because the episodes i put up are i mean we're on 291 the episode i just put up on the youtube page was like 248 so i mean it's pretty far back it's a year back yeah yeah so i mean you know and well here's the thing if all the patreons up their subscriptions to the five thousand dollar level, <laughs> I, I think we could. Uh, I don't know. Maybe do these pretty often. Maybe twice a week. I'm just happy we have uh, we have people that like us. I'm shocked each and every episode. <laughs> I, I'm shocked most episodes that I haven't had somebody like burning down my house yet. You know? No way. Or it's like, yeah, that Twain thing. I you was talking about me when you was doing that Twain voice, and I ain't having it. I ain't having that vilification. No way, man. Everybody blackguarding me like that. You're the best. You're wonderful, Jenny. Everybody loves Jenny. Everybody loves Dennis. It's me that they're like, you know, that guy's kind of weird. Stop. What is this self-deprecation hour? Talking about his penis. So, yeah. um, So, I I take my kids to the pediatrician, my boys, and and the doctor checks them out. She says, everything's fine. So, I say, pediatrician, uh, I got some questions. And she goes, what's your question? I said, yeah, you said everything's fine, but uh, should these two-year-old boys, they have the full-size man, uh, man-size uh, penis there? And she goes, no, that, that's what a two-year-old penis looks like. And I was like, God damn it. 
I see what you did there. That was good. That was funny. Um, I have no idea who I stole that. I stole it. I admit that now. So before somebody like burns my house down for stealing. Why do you think people are going to burn your house down, Ben? What have you done? Because I live in a house of straw. (laughs) (laughs) And I've also. He's living in a campfire right now. And straw, the way it accidentally fell because it's Alabama straw, it spells out the N word. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure. I'm like, how did that happen? So it's going to get burnt. Man, oh man. True story. I had a cross burn in my front yard when I was a kid. Oh, that's fun. That's a heartwarming story. The Muse. The Muse Writing Center in Norfolk. Deep Space Nine. This episode is just... I don't know how they managed to have two B stories that I just didn't give a fuck about. That was, like, had, it's pretty I, impressive, yeah. right? The entire episode, I'm just, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm, I definitely liked one story more than the other, but I could not for the life of me through the entire episode decide which one was the B story. They were both bees. Yeah, this is, this yeah. I mean, yeah. A night of B stories. This is like I, cast-offs from other episodes that were like, oh, this isn't good enough to put on the B story of this. Well, there there wasn't enough to. There would be too much to have two B stories and an A story in another episode. So, like you're saying, these are the the B stories that were cut from other episodes. Both of these were stretched out a little bit too long. Yeah, Both this was yeah. And but the thing is, it takes place like over a day. It seems like like it's a couple of days. Yeah, and it, it would I like get a weekend the, or something? Yeah, I yeah. get the impression that it just happened over a weekend because. Um, I guess the way the episode opens is tall ass Jake is looking at the people coming in deep space nine. And he's like making up like character stories about these people. Like, well, this guy does this and this guy likes to fuck somebody's oh. wife while the husband watches. And well, this- he just knows that because of the, all the cameras that, you know, yeah. his dad has installed all over the station. Yeah. But like, I mean, haven't like you ever done that? Liver. It's all hey. cameras all over. Watch people have sex. Hell yes. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, other than the ones that I had on deck five, yeah. But I'm saying no. Like, I would sit in the food court back when our mall actually had a food court, and like mm-hmm. I, we've done that when we would start making up stories about people. Oh yeah. And, oh know, yeah. No, I mean, that, like, what that's a writer thing. It makes. I think it's just a bored teenager thing. Like, I did it one night when I was super stoned. I was just sitting outside my apartment in Norfolk, and everybody who walked by made up a weird story about. Um, but yeah, There's actually no, this... a series of YouTube videos uh, where the guy will yell out story time and then <laughs> start making up the story so the people can hear it and then capture their reactions and they either play along with it or uh, they get very angry and try to hurt him. Because it's very frightening to have a uh, 20-year-old blonde white guy uh, just kind of pop up behind you and go, story time. That's this the is a de- real thing? Yeah. It absolutely is a real thing. That what? is the definition of privilege right there. Yep. No shit. <laughs> Story time. She had blue hair, but not her personality. Or I don't know. I Yeah, I get what you're saying. He like tries to make up some little quip. Yeah, just like on the like yeah. and he he did something like, you know, tonight would be the night that she, you know, showed everyone how fabulous she was. And the woman just turns around and goes, Mm-hmm, you know it. And you know, so you know, stuff like that. I'm that not sure if I want to watch this. Just that sounds annoying. Curiosity. Yeah. I would just watch that so someone would punch him in the face and then it would never happen and then I would get sad. I'll share it to you guys. Okay. Yeah. I won't share it to the listeners unless they want to elevate to the $500 level. Of the what? Or wow. they could just fucking Google it. Well, yeah. Story time. This episode started on Vine. Hang on. This episode marks the final appearance of Loxana Troy. Yep. Oh. Sad. Wow, this is it for her? Yeah, she died in childbirth. No. Did oh, she? Spoilers next episode, yeah. No, shut up. Really? <laughs> I'm being silly. <laughs> I was going to say, wow, that would have been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, <it would> be- <laughs> That's a, wow, that took a dark turn. Her last. He had to mute his mic so he could laugh. (laughs) Silly ass back on the show. (laughs) Silly. I think I broke Jenny there for a moment. I was. I believed it. 
I don't believe anything he says. Yeah, I mean, it's hard with Ben, but when it comes to the only thing I I believe Ben about is Star Trek. And I know that sounds very naive on my part, but that's the only thing. Like when he talks about Trek, I go like, okay, I get it. No, I will. I, I will can tell when Ben's full of, full of shit. Well, you guys did date for quite a while. I mean, no, I will say I hope that so. was one of, out the gate, even when we were just on Twitter and shit. Other than one uh, Doctor Who tweet, Jenny has always been literally the only person on the planet who can instant just right through the bullshit. I don't know. See, I, well, again, like I said, most stuff, most of the things that come out of your mouth, I assume are lies, except mm-hmm. when you talk about Star Trek. That's yeah. So like, I, I will always tell you. Yeah. And I, I don't use my power for, for malicious uh, purposes. <laughs> I just think it's part of your, your fun. Like you just entertain yourself. That I, way. I, yeah. When I start bullshitting, it, it's, it's like this magical thing. It's, it's honestly the only time I can reach orgasm. All right. Cool. That's but, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool story, bro. Cool. Unless I'm bullshitting about neat dude. No. Nope, no. Nope, there there we go. There we go. So yeah, so this is the final appearance of Loxana Troy. That's really sad. Um this makes me like the episode less than I actually thought it made me like it a little bit more because now I'm like, no, I kind of feel bad that it, you know, that I, I'm judging it very harshly that this is like her last episode. Yeah. Now she didn't pass. I mean, this was her she last episode. Die. She just, like, yeah, she, yeah, she lived to do voice. I think she did the computer voice on the first uh, Jar Jar Abrams movie. Yeah, she did. As a matter of fact. Okay. And so I mean, that's two thousand nine. She just stopped so that's like ten years after DS Nine went off. Yeah, she just stopped being on the show. Yeah, she died in two thousand and eight. Either way, this was not. I don't know. Just the fact that it's her last episode on the sh- on of the Star show. Trek. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really weird. I mean, she did the voice of the computer on Voyager, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all seven years of that. Yeah, but that show sucks. Yeah, but her voice was the best part of it. I mean, we might not know because we might never watch that show. <laughs> we have to. Like, we had that's the completionist in me. We have to do it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's going to be done. Voyager will get done. Um, and I've seen a couple good episodes of Voyager. Mm-hmm. So you're done. That That's the two. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, so I, I actually liked Voyager, so I'm, I'm not going to hate on it too much. I mean, there, I, there were problems, but I didn't hate it. Okay, here's the thing about Voyager, okay? Mm-hmm. I really like Chakotay mm-hmm. as a character. Okay. And I really like um, Janway. Mm-hmm. The rest of them can all kind of go shit in a hat for all I care. <laughs> like... It's it's odd, but I I like Janeway and I like Chakotay and the rest of them just seem kind of boring. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, from what little I've seen of it, I'm not. That's about what how I feel about it, and I'm not looking forward to it. I'm keeping an open mind though. I'm yeah, trying. Me too, me too. Me too. Like Tom Prince, I guess is okay. Tom Paris. Whatever, Tom Paris. Even though he was the kid in, uh, I saw it the other night, the Wesley mm-hmm. episode where they kill somebody. He's the captain of the Delta squad or whatever. Yeah, Red Squadron or yeah. Rogue One or whatever yeah. it was. I think it was, Del- I think it was Delta squad or some yeah. shit. I don't know. They tried to do a Jaeger loop. Yeah, and then Wesley totally ratted on himself. And then, <laughs> yeah, that was a good episode. I think there was originally, it was one of those things where they wanted him to be that character on Voyager. That have been see that would have been cool, but it was a rights issue or something, or I, it was some weird reason why they couldn't use that character. So then they just made a character that was exactly like that character, but different name, but a different name. Maybe he rejoined under a different uh, identity or whatever. Just put glasses yeah, on. He's like, nope, that's not me. I didn't do any of that stuff. No, you're you're thinking of Palm Terrace. I'm Tom Paris. <laughs> yeah, that's somebody Common else. Mistake. Common mistake. Happens all the time. That's my evil twin, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you didn't see the goatee? Yeah. Yeah, see, I, we, I was beaming up from a planet in the disturbance. <laughs> And it was the one with uh, Tom Riker. And they like were like gay boyfriends for a while. It Hot. So hot. But yeah, this episode, I mean, it kind of sucks. I can't. I, liked, I mean, I can't. I, I like the B story. 
Which one? Which one? Oh. <laughs> no, the writer They're both one. B stories. They're both B stories. That's that's why I like the writer episode. I thought the Jake episode was the main story, and the uh, Loxana was the B story. Was the B story? The way that I finally determined that Jake was the A story, aside from the fact that I preferred that one, was that um, why is that? The show oh, opened with Jake. That's the yeah. He was the first one out the gate, so it's like okay, you're A, and then Odo goes to his office, and so she's B. Yeah, because didn't it end with the the Odo and Luxwana story? Mm-mm. It ended with Jake. Okay. Yeah, it and ended yeah, with Jake. Like so yeah, that's so the they, A story. They bookended. It's kind of like they're both B minuses, maybe C's. <laughs> just depends on the curve, you know. Yeah. But like yeah. Jake is Jake is just kind of sitting there chilling, and he's watching. He's just standing on the corner watching all the girls go by, and he sees this weird alien-looking lady with a huge forehead, and she mm-hmm. looks up at him, and he looks at her, and then like. It was love at first sight. She just starts hollering at him and like the weird. And Jake, Jake has a thing for older women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I checked on it. The actress was. Mommy issues. Was like 48 in this episode. She's the chick from uh, They Live. Yep. She's yep. The, the TV worker from They Live. Uh, I didn't recognize her with all the makeup and giant forehead. But then once I Googled it, I was like, there she is. There it made a lot is. of sense. But yeah, so he's definitely got a thing for older chicks. Mm-hmm. Because he was trying to push up on his, his mirror universe mom. So weird. Like, why is there two weird Jake episodes in a row? <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, most writers put themselves into their stories. So somebody on the staff had mommy issues. He's a Mary Sue. And I will say the weird apple does not fall far from the weird tree either with Jake because he's all like, "Mm, yes, I can't stop now. I'm just like my dad. I am a freak. I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but he, he literally wore the alien out. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. like, look. He's like, look, I got to rest, dude. I can only suck but so much energy. I am just sucking, and my jaw hurts from all this sucking <laughs> at your energy. Energy refractory period. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, I, my my energy sucking is raw. We need some energy sucking lube up in here because that's basically what happens. Like, Jake meets this lady at the bar, and she starts talking to him, and she's like, yes. I knew so and so, like some architect or some shit when mm-hmm. his designs were not super fancy and complex. When he was not super fancy and complex, but yet I was able to make him super fancy and complex. That's her voice to me. Like that's what that's all I hear is her voice. It was, it was that whisper voice. Where, it was creepy as shit. Very creepy, Just, Jake Cisco. What, are, Jake Cisco? Are you eighteen now? Well, how about if you? How, I had the. I was going by the Bajoran calendar. <laughs> Twenty-one. Perhaps later you can come by my quarters and we can work on a, your work together, Jake Cisco. See, I think this was and a. Jake is like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I like how he I've plays all shy. Uh, he plays all shy though when he gets there. It's like, oh golly, is this what the inside of a lady's quarters look like? <laughs> what is she doing on this ship? Like, did she just? passing through and she just yeah, brought a room. fucking uh, suitcase full of candles with her and shit and curtains i mean how how do she you get your... this room up quick yeah. you know how do you what? get the room like set up like that though is o'brien sending guys down there to hang curtains for this bitch and you need to like... hang curtains now before she gets here and the curtains and the flames calm down scotty <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know uh i'm sure they have like fantasy rooms on ds9 right like they have sex things when people show up there was the hollow suites with the horniness and the candles there and the curtains so she got like the honeymoon suite exactly no she got the horse suite (laughs) because do you like because deep space like usually the same thing but but let me ask so like at deep space nine they have the promenade which is the food court but Mm -hmm. it is is it also like a fancy like hotel where people can rent rooms yeah there's there's rooms uh there's the habitat habitat ring so but i I mean but this thing is like a mile across but what i'm saying is it functions as like people coming through to the station can stop and Mm -hmm. rent rooms Mm -hmm. and stay there for so like they have like space airbnbs and shit yeah yeah so I guess this, maybe it was already decorated for her. 
Because all I could think could was like planned ahead. This was like bringing all of this shit to a hotel, and like you go to your hotel room, and the first <laughs> night you just set up curtains and just candelabras everywhere. We need get, more get the sex dungeon ready. <laughs> yes, Jake's is going. No, I think I think candles. I, I think you can actually when you're making the reservation on your uh, pad. And you, you're like, okay, Airbnb, uh, let's see, I want the candles and shit. Candles and shit. Certain yes. option. Yes. Uh, and there's like, a little, there's like a little slider for how close to whore you want. And it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. French whorehouse. Take that all the way to the right. There we go. All the way over. But to be fair. Yeah. Chains hanging from the walls. Chains. <laughs> back it up, chain. back it up. It's not like all she has to do is go replicate a bunch of candles. It's yeah. not like she's got to like buy them or like, it's not like she's got to go to the mm-hmm. Jake Cisco before you come to my quarters. Will you tell me, is there a Yankee candle on board? <laughs> <laughs> is there a, a space bed, bath and beyond? Perhaps the beyond. Perhaps a Joanne so I can just buy the fabric and perhaps bring it back with my receipt when we're finished. Jake Cisco. Just don't get anything on the, on, on the, uh, the, the linens. Yeah, because all she would need to do is just replicate all the stuff. So mm-hmm. that's but, not yeah, but who's hanging it? I mean, that's the thing, though, is regardless of you're very tall. You hold me hang these curtains before you come over. Oh, that's the thing. She's got this shit before he gets there. So I just that's the scene I want to see is her sweaty, and she's got like some ratty sweatpants on or whatever, and a t-shirt, and she's like <laughs> frantically hanging this shit, getting the the room ready for. It's Jake so to difficult to suck people's energies, life brains from them. I feel like she maybe found somebody that was trying to be an interior designer and mm-hmm. like did the whole energy sucking thing. Like, and oh, here, here's your blank canvas. Be inspired by my room and just con somebody in the setup could the room be, for her. Could be. <laughs> That's how she does everything. There's like, some Bajoran, yeah. gay Bajoran guy who's like, you know, over at the Why does he have to be gay, Ben? Interior design. Why does he have to be gay, Ben? Uh, because those are the best interior designers. Didn't you watch Designing Women? I did. There you go. Why? But like, maybe this is how she gets everything done. Like when she needs her gas pumped at the gas station, she just finds. And uh, she gets some sweaty guy from New Jersey. I need to inspire some New Jersey boy to pump my gasoline. <laughs> that, that's yes, New Jersey man. Pump it. <laughs> and then she sucks all of his life for that. I'm so hungry. All this sucking of life has made me so parched. I need to find a barista to make me the most delicious latte in the world. Yes, I will inspire you and then I'll suck your life force out. And you know, though, that her little coffee design in the top of the cappuccino. Yes, or- make it wonderful. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Lady, why you can't be behind the counter? You can't do that. You got to stay on the other side. It's a, it's an OSHA violation. You got to No, it's energy sucking. Yes, make my latte. Yeah. The ocean inspector comes up. And she you're the great. The you're, fuck out of it. You're the greatest ocean inspector the world has ever seen. Your 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 reviews will go down in history. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Find all the rat droppings. Yes. Oh no! Damn it! <laughs> I don't mind you being a hot, heavy rat in the bar, but god damn it, stop shitting in here. Yeah. And then Odo finds a uh, crying ass locks on a truck <laughs> in her room and she's all knocked up. She did we see her get married on this show? Like throughout the course of Star Trek. She, she thirsty. She thirsty. Like, well, like she's she, been married three different times that I know of specifically. But I mean, she doesn't have to be married to get the dick. Like she can just get the dick. That's what I'm saying. Like why go through all the formality of the marriage? <laughs> dick is dick. Yeah, and then like what happens to her other husbands because there's one episode where she gets married in the nude. Mm-hmm. Um or does he leave? He leaves. He can't stand the fact that she's nude. Ooh. Yep. But I mean like I don't get it, man. She's never, I mean, I know she said she had her mind and heart set on Odo, but it was Picard for her. Yeah, she loved Picard. Like, she wanted that wrinkly old ball slapping around on her fucking chotch down there. I mean, I think she's just saying all this stuff to just, you know, try to try to get some D. That's all yeah. it is. Yeah, but I mean, like, you don't have to work so hard, Waxana. You're a good-looking older bro. Just be like, hey, Jake Sisko, let's fuck. And, you know, he'd be down with it because he likes old ladies. Yeah. All she's got to do is like read some old books. I'm willing, right? Jake Cisco. 
and just like pump that shit in his head with yeah. her, uh, psychic He power. would have fucking lost his mind if uh, the other lady with big forehead tried to have a three-way with him, him yeah. and Lux Wana Troy. He'd have been nutting all over the place. <laughs> so much nuts. <laughs> so much. Of energy. Oh, I can't. I got to get all this energy out of my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Jake Sisko, let me get it all out of your balls. That's disgusting. I'm just saying, that's what happens on this show. There's more creative energy in your prostate. Look, I've been working on it. Let me milk your creative energy. (laughs) I got a a first draft that I've been trying to uh, shit out for about two years now. Well, that's because someone hasn't come over and milked your prostate to let out your creative. Damn it, if I knew that, that would have been. There you go. Yes. They have one of those on Amazon. I'm buying the fuck out of that after the Let's show. Milk your prostate. <laughs> yes, Jake Sisko, let me milk it. Let me milk they find my dead body with the uh, blood-covered manuscript, make sure it gets published. Yes. Let me publish your creativity that I squeezed from your anus. Yes. By massaging your prostate, making you ejaculate harder than you've ever ejaculated before, Jake Sisko. Calm, calm down. <laughs> so hot. Yes, yes, yes. I had a friend of mine who uh, broke up with a chick because she was a nurse and tried to shove her finger up his ass. Hello, nurse! And I was like, my God, man, you're a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know what she was trying to do? <laughs> trying to make me gay? She was no. trying to unlock your creativity. <laughs> <laughs> that's like six books right there just let her go i mean she's a nurse they have to take anatomy classes she is a trained professional my man <laughs> is that how you said it to her as well that, that's exactly trained what I said. professional my man that, that woman right there has got the fingers of a surgeon she's, she's got, got the degree to make you nut real hard am i right yes jake sisko not so hard <laughs> <laughs> Finishing my hands. Nut all over the page, Jake Sisko. Yes. Yes, your word nut just keeps coming from your pen. What is this paper? <laughs> nut all over it. No, it's, it's actually dried nut from the uh, interior designer. <laughs> we, we, we spread it out, we chop it into sheets. It. Yep. It's very avant garde, Jake Sisko. You're writing on, you're nutting on nut, yes. I will say for a 25th century or 24th century kid, his handwriting, pretty fucking good. Yeah, he's got good handwriting. I don't even have he, that good a handwriting now. Yeah. He's, he's doing this in cursive. Yeah. They don't even teach kids in the 21st century cursive anymore. No, they do. My, yeah, they, they still, my daughter is taking cursive. She's doing oh, cursive in third grade. Um, but yeah, like for someone that's never written pen to paper before, his penmanship mm. is, I mean, like there's no fucking lines on that paper either. Mm-mm. And he's, he's like a, but that's what happens when you're nutting your words out, Jake Sisko. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So much nut. Now I will say though, I, I get the whole thing with the, the visceral, uh, the pen to paper thing. Just how that feels when you're actually writing. Yes. And when I used to do the comic, that was, there's a whole different texture. That texture, yes. Feel it. When you feel the pen drag across the, uh, yes. the paper and leave that the ink line behind it. Yes, let it drag your wiener all over the paper, Benjamin Sisko. Yes. <laughs> Look, man. <I'm> just <laughs> These words means something. What is that white stain on that piece of paper? Yeah, that's none of your business. Ben, drag your balls across the paper, Ben. Yes. See, I don't like writing. I don't like writing on paper because I can't spell and my handwriting sucks. Well, apparently neither can Jake. Yeah. My handwriting is shit and my spelling is bad. Um, so I actually want to know the words that are on the page. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, Ben. Yes. I, I, used to, I used to be able to spell better before I got work. <laughs> The hands are key. You gotta, mm-hmm. gotta massage the brain. So while all that weird shit's going on, there's some boring uh, shit going on because Loxana's all pregnant and her and uh, Odo are acting like newlyweds. That I mean, they why don't they just love each other? I I didn't understand any of this uh, this plot at all. I'm gonna be honest. Because, I like, gotta agree. Like, Odo has never shown any interest in her at all. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, now he's like, he's magically coming up with the exact right words to 
convince everybody that he's in love with Luxwana. Like, I, the whole time I'm thinking, like, he's probably just thinking of Kira because he's still in love with Kira. He turns his hand into and some of his body into a blanket to keep her warm. That was kind of cute, though. Yeah. It was, I'm but honest. I mean, like, it's, it's but it just seems very much out of left park because normally um, he's super not into her. Yeah. yeah, it didn't make any sense for him to, like, suddenly just be into her. And the only thing I can think is that because she kind of, like, radiates emotions. Mm-hmm. So, like, when she was sad, everybody else around her is sad. So when she's she's wanting affection and she's wanting romance and stuff that's the emotion that she's going to give off and i guess odo even being a changeling can still pick up on that well he well when she said though that you know people can can you know she can sense the baby's contentment or whatever Mm -hmm. and he gets that look you know when he gets hit with it and and he's like okay that that's awesome baby loves me i and i mean when you feel a baby kick for the first time it's 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 creepy as fuck but then the second time you feel it, it it's very touching and baby like, oh. loves me y'all you know the first time was like holy fuck there's something crawling around inside of you killing there's something in your vagina i saw this movie it doesn't work that way it doesn't really live in the <laughs> vagina i don't care how it works just shut up it's in there somewhere that's where it comes out man I don't fully understand the woman's body because they didn't teach that to me when I was in school. They taught me about my own, which seemed kind of stupid because I was super aware of all my parts at the time because I kept jingling them around. I got some old bra to teach me how to milk my prostate and write books. I went to the food court. I, I like how she just creeps up on him at the fucking food. <laughs> no, he's like, just this- sitting there, and she's like, "Oh, you're a writer," because Jake is totally that asshole who sits at Starbucks with his fucking typewriter. I do that. What the fuck? Because I got to get out of the house sometimes. That's okay. all I'm saying. Like, I'm just look at me. I'm writing a novel. I'm not writing a novel. I'm just writing comic books. But my point is, sometimes you just got to get out of the house, man. Sometimes you need okay. contact with people. Nope. I got. I think, I think this episode is an allegory for drug and alcohol use in the writing community. No, get out of your what? house! She, like, if she she is a case of Jack Daniels, and he went on like a weekend bender, drank himself into oblivion, writing his story, the good old fashioned Hemingway way. See, that's bullshit. As as like being my limited experience in comics and talking to freelance artists and people who work in the biz, their biggest thing is like, I'm just so fucking lonely all the time. So tons of them just go out and work in an open, just to interact with other people. Yeah. You don't have that, that whole thing of like, you go to the office and you know, Sheila's over by the coffee pot because that bitch never fucking makes another pot. So she's in the fucking face. Sheila, I hate her guts. Yeah. And like, even with the kids going to school now full time, I've been leaving the house just to work, just to write stuff, just Mm -hmm. to make it feel like it's a job because I can just come home and jerk off or take a nap, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Or eat a sandwich. So at least this way, I'm like, I'm going to go somewhere Mm because, yeah, like you set aside time to go work on something. Yeah. Yeah. One of the cartoonists I know, he set up his, his, uh, I don't know, I say set up shop, but his, his studio or whatever was in the uh what do you call the thing where it's a garage that's not attached a detached garage yes that's why i don't have a fucking book yet um (laughs) (laughs) me am word (laughs) detached garage and so the thing was though even though it's just i mean not even like 30 steps from his back door to get there that's how he turns on the motor. It that's, just feels like something's I, I cooking. Can, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. go to work. I'm at work now. So, you know, he does it right in the house. Or, you know, I, I'm sure he does. But, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where, no, no that's work. This is home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I'm home, I do home things. Yeah. Goof off. But if I'm at work, I fucking work. And if I feel like, fuck, I just want to play PlayStation. Well, you got to go home for that. You can't do PlayStation in the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the main reasons I could never do freelance full time, mm-hmm. just because I don't. I'm not disciplined enough to not sit there and play Grand Theft Auto all day instead of working. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I've actually known people that like rent space. There's a, a lot mm-hmm. of places that'll do like 
like rented office space for usually for creative types like yeah. freelancers so you can be a writer you can be an artist or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you do and just here's your desk and then you kind of like can h- collaborate with other people in the office too yeah. you know, right. heard a lot of good things about that but uh, like a maker space or yeah you just get yeah. out of your house for a while like a, mm-hmm. i know in in philly they uh, take some of the old uh like warehouses and shit warehouses and shit and they just chop it up into like the size of my walk-in closet and that's your office Mm -hmm. and then you know you have an address you have you know a place that you go and you you have your office you know bigger offices it's almost like storage units yeah except Mm -hmm. you know now you have electricity and you can sit there all day Mm -hmm. and it's got security and then like uh brad was saying that at the one he he worked at um was it downstairs? They had the bigger spaces. So the guys who were doing like the, the big art projects and stuff, mm-hmm. they have that room. I went to one once where they had like the office area and then like right up front, they also had like a little coffee bar place that you could go and like, okay. so everybody who's working there, or just anybody walking in from the street can just go yeah. get a cappuccino or whatever. I like, I would just waste all my freaking money on them. Well, that's the thing <laughs> is I, I feel like I'm already wasting money by renting the space unless I'm producing. Well, you got to produce, Ben. Produce. Get working on your werebear. Let's go. Come on. I want some werebear fanfic gay stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There is a big hole in my reading uh, uh, cycle and I, that hole needs to be filled by werebear gay stuff. (laughs) What's this hole filled? Two bears, Mm -hmm. two gay werebear dudes having Oh, now there's an idea. In the (laughs) next story... The, the werebear meets this uh, hot guy at the bar, which is his usual pattern, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? But the twist is they're both werebears on the prowl. Yeah. Yeah. And then instead of just ramming each other with hot gay sex, they just fall in love. Yep. And then they get bear married. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Wow, we're really and good they, at this. They decide to live as bears for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Man, this werebear stuff just writes itself, man. Dude, it does. I got like 10,000 words out of this already in my head. <laughs> Boom. So Book much. seven coming out soon. So, but, but, you know, but, you know, we need to massage your prostate before it comes out, Ben. Yes. No, 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 no. You just need a creepy lady with a big forehead. to. Yeah. If, see, this, is, this is how you know he's writing like real literature is that, you know, she's massaging that prostate because if you're rotting erotica, you need that shit to be built up. She could be a weirdo. She's a Meg Foster, Canadian lady, I think. No, she's from Pennsylvania. She was, uh, yeah, she was okay, right? Like, she was all right. This movie wasn't, this uh, this episode kind of sucks. It's just, I mean, I wanna, even the first time I saw it recently, I was just like, this is just, hmm. Like you said, Ben, this is just writers living out their writing fantasy bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. It's, yes. it's every Stephen King book I've ever read. And the main character is a writer who uh, used to be an English teacher. <laughs> now he lives in a haunted house that time travels. A kooky old house. That's, uh, that's, that should be your next werebear book called Kooky Old House. Or the werebears go there and they have hot... That's where they honeymoon at. They have hot gay sex together. It's an Airbnb and it's called the Kooky Old House Airbnb. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when it turns into a gay Scooby-Doo adventure. Then they go back in like a gay time time machine where when they get in the gay time machine, it makes all the time they go to visit gay... So that, but it already is, isn't it? I don't know, Ben. I'm not writing this stuff. I'm just I'm spitballing here, yeah. man. Brainstorming. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, you, you can't. Yeah, you can't bullshit. You can't shit on ideas when we're brainstorming here, Ben. But like, they go back to very prominent times in gay history. Yes. So here's the thing: is I can never write this one now because we've given enough details. As soon as this fucking hits the shelves and somebody finds it, they're like, "You are him. Him <laughs> are you. Know, your pseudonym now." So it's just like, uh, fuck. Well, you, you shouldn't make your pseudonym men Bacormick. Bacormick. <laughs> Actually, it's Ensign Sonar. <laughs> just... No, I like men Bacormick myself. That's really good. <laughs> men Bacormick. Men Bacormick. 
<laughs> have you read the new novel by Man Mc... <laughs> by, how do you pronounce it? Man McCormick. McCormick. Oh, it's so good. Wait, oh, that, what, what, what kind of name is Min? Oh, that, I'm sorry. It's short for Minjamin. <laughs> <laughs> that Min is just a real... T- <laughs> oh, I can't wait to read his His, his friends, his, his close friends call him Minji. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to read that, read that new McCormick book. <laughs> new from Min McCormick. A tale of love and passion. Of no, the barest kind. I right, keep keep talking because I have a feeling Men Bacormick is going to show up in our Star Trek role. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Men Bacor Admiral. No, here's Men the thing. Just sitting there on the hat with a typewriter. <laughs> no, you see, that's the thing is you always use that archaic technology. So he's got like a a, a MacBook Air or yeah. something, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Oh my God, what is that? That's guys, oh, this so- is a laptop." You've probably never heard of them. No. Mm. It's like walking in onto the hat. It's just, just dude sitting in the corner. See, I, I don't. I don't call it ten forward anymore. I call it the hat. The yeah. hat. Hey guys, let's the go hat. hang out at the hat. That's what it is. It's the hat. We. It's our ten forward. The listeners the don't know this. They have to go. They have to. Well, go. I got to release them too, though. I haven't released them yet. Oh. Listen to the Star Trek adventure. A tease. I really enjoy the Star Trek adventures. I can't wait for the next one. It's going to be great. It'll be better than this episode. Yeah. 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 Well, that's for sure. I mean, we don't have to try very hard to do that. We just need a, a story, like one story that continues on and is interesting. It goes on and on, my <laughs> friend. This is the story that never ends. It's just not good, man. Like, it's just not. I mean, I wanted to like it because I like Jake and like. The lady was from They Live, and I like They Live, but it's just, it's just not. I like I like Luxwana Troy. I like Odo. I, like all these things. I Quark's in it. Episode, and I didn't like it. Yeah, Quark was great because he was like, "She's fucking bumming everybody out. You better. She's terrible for business. You better He's get her out of here." I love it though when Odo's like, "Do you want to go for a walk?" And Worf is like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> It's like anything to get me out of fear. Like, I'm just so sad. It's like, hey, Worf, that was almost your mother-in-law. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, Lord. <sighs> oh, no. And then, like, you are like you were right. Like, Odo and Loxwana are acting very not Loxana and yeah. Odo-ish. Like, they're like newlyweds. I, I like, think- What's that Robert Redford and Barbara Streisand picture with their newlyweds there? That's what because they're being all giggly and laughy. Have you seen that one? I had years ago. About something on the um, park or something. Let me see. Redford Streisand. But see, I thought it was more the fact, though, that they actually did kind of bond in the turbo lift that time when he turned into a puddle in her lap. Yeah. The first thing that I the, thought when she showed was, up pregnant, I was like, is this is from that the time is? that he crawled up inside of her vagina and yes. like hid out there yes. for a bit when he didn't have a bucket? Yes. Hide in your vagina. He's just being silly. You need to stop. <laughs> I I miss my kitty cat. I'm gonna crawl up in your twat. <laughs> <laughs> gonna ooze up in it. Uh, I'm gonna ooze all over it, baby. <laughs> you wild tramp. <laughs> Is that a? No, it's when it was the was it the chase? No, it wasn't the chase. What was the name of that movie where they were playing like newlyweds or some shit? Red, it was Robert Redford and some lady, and they were playing newlyweds there. And uh, I don't remember. I could be making all this stuff up. I probably am. There's a good chance I am. Barefoot in the park? Is it Barefoot in the park? Mm-hmm. The Fisher King? Yeah, it's Jane Fonda, Barefoot in the park. Uh, Neil Simon, fittingly enough. Aww. Who just died. It made me real sad. R.I.P. Neil Simon. Yeah. A free-spirited young woman and uh, Robert Redford, a conservative, less-spirited man, a recently married couple who move into a fifth-floor apartment in Grants Village. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Barefoot Isn't that I, just – I love – isn't that Dharma and Greg, basically, mm-hmm. what I just described? Mm-hmm. Those motherfuckers. Yeah, don't you hate when you find shit like that? I, I never liked that Dharma and Greg show anyway. I liked it. I Those – cock sucking motherfuckers 
if I ever see Dharma or Greg, I'm going to fucking punch him in the fucking face. I swear to God, one of Ginny's friends looks just like uh, Greg? Dharma, Dharma's mom. Dharma's yeah. the guy, right? No, Dharma's the chick. <laughs> yeah, Greg is the, the hippie girl. I'm just saying. Like back then, though, when she was younger, not now. <laughs> I, I've seen her recently on another show, and she's older now, and your friend mm-hmm. isn't older like that. I'm just saying, when that actress mm-hmm. was younger. I got it, you. Like when she was on Dharma and Greg, basically. Yeah. Or close. There's a way that, that Lauren will do her eyes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and I'm just like, oh my God, you're, you're Dharma's mom. Mm-hmm. Dharma. Dharma, Dharma, Dharma. I never watched Dharma and Greg. Dharmak and Greg. Are, are, are you married? A, <laughs> a, 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 a I'd watch that episode. I'd watch that for days. Or was Dharmak when the walls fell and Greg and they would fucking hang out with each other. And they tried to figure out what they're talking about. Tax returns when the filing date was late. <laughs> I don't think it's not that, oh, it's not that overt. Like, it has to be more vague, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, Chaka, when the walls fell. Like, it took Picard a really long time to figure out what that meant, but I could figure right. out what you just said. So it has Yeah, to be, because we're from this culture. It has to be more vague, I, I right? could I could say, uh, uh, um, happy days uh, when Fonzie jumped the shark. Mm-hmm. Or no, not even that though. I'd have to limit it. I'd have to say uh, when when Arthur jumped the shark, and then that it's right there. Jump the shark has become part of our yes mm-hmm. lexicon. I get you. I and, get you. In the loop is the same thing because that comes from President Bo- Vice President Bush at the time when he uh, when they were asking about Iran Contra, and he says, "Oh, I'm I wasn't in." And like Jesus, what president? I can't. That was Ronald Reagan. Uh, I was not in that loop, but how did not gun did not gun George? That's George Bush. Yeah, George Bush when he was vice president mm-hmm. wasn't in that loop. Not gonna do it. Didn't know it. <laughs> Information around not in. Did not know. Yeah, that's yeah. You're doing Dana Carvey's George Bush. Mm-hmm. Li- yeah. Little little Georgie gonna grow up and be president. Be the best president ever. I've Some noticed Trump. that when I explain things to stupid people at work, I do George Bush hands. All right, that works. It's better than doing so. Trump hands, which is this all the time. Yeah, no, it's it, hey. the Bush hands are the the. the it's thing. Like, hey, look at my mid tits. Yeah. Oh no, my petulant child! I'm not eating my spinach, and we're keeping the flag up. Mm. Because I guess Trump is taken to like just doing videos on Twitter now where he just talks about stuff and he's just always like, and he kind of brings his any. Hey like guys, Alec, Alec, Baldwin, Alec Baldwin does it perfectly. It's honestly frightening how accurate his portrayal of Trump is. I just, one of the things I learned though years ago with comics it was to watch the fact when you have a fat guy and a skinny guy as, as a comedy team, right? This, the skinny guy is going to be all over the place, like, you know, arms flapping in the wind. And the fat guy is going to be close in, right? Because think of Ollie and uh, Stan and Ollie, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the, the, the fingers, ooh, you know, all close up to the chest. And then, you know, so it's those things. Wild and crazy guy. Oh, yes. But, yeah, um, I don't know, man. This episode was just not great. Yeah. Because then, like, Odo has to convey, I guess, according to their law, which is real weird, mm-hmm. uh, this alien race, like, they can annul a marriage if someone else loves that person just, more. Well, no, I mean, it's just you get married again. And yeah. Because the, there's no divorce. Fuck it. Just erase the last one. Yeah. yeah. It seems like a lot easier than the way that I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, it just seems to me it's very much like, oh, yeah, I love this person a lot. And the person, other person is like, I don't believe you. Like, no, I and, swear. And you also have to convince your case. friends and her ex. I actually kind of felt bad for her ex. Like, he, I mean, he's, they, they had like a weird a, culture where they're like, oh, you're my possession. But number yeah. one, why did she get into a relationship with somebody in a culture like yeah. that? You know, well, because the dick was good. Just fucking, dick dick. I mean, but still, though, just leave after that. Like, just well, get she it. Said, though, she felt like a prisoner in her own house. This is one of those jackasses that marries a chick, isolates her from all of her friends 
and then she becomes a fucking possession in his house. But that's part of their culture. Like, why would you get into a relationship with somebody who, where that is essentially part why of Why are there space cultures where that's still a thing? I don't know. know. It's like Jesus. Yeah, why are there Federation cultures where that still is a thing? Like, it seems to me that that wouldn't be... You wouldn't be allowed into the Federation. If well, that's you, may, you, you may not be in the Federation. It's true. I mean, they're just spacefaring. They could be unaligned. But um, I don't know. But, oh, that was the other thing is the guy uh, that's Kang. He's the Klingon uh, from the original series. And from uh, earlier this, this series, when Jadzia and the three Klingons go on their big... Uh, aw. But... Uh, don't don't blame me. I voted for Kang. Yeah, but um, <laughs> no. So he was one of the original Klingons. Wow. And he was also married to Barbara Eden at one time. Yeah, that's a good that's good work if you can get it right there. She's beautiful, Barbara. Yeah. But I still, I kind of I just felt bad for him. Like when it was like, yeah. okay, I, I guess you really do love her. I guess you know. I mean, I loved her too, but I guess I'll just leave. Guess like, she loves you more. I'll go jerk off. Tell my kid I loved him. I mean, I, I was a good man. Didn't want him to be raised by no fucking woman, but there we go. So weird. Yeah, like, also, all of this, the more we pick it apart, I'm just like, what What was that culture? The yeah. They had like a loophole where you can just be like, oh, I'm going to just get married again. Well, I get those like, yeah, the, the, the child will be raised by the mother's husband. It's like, yeah. okay, you know, not the father. Mother's yeah. husband. Weirdest fucking episode of Maury ever. Yeah, yeah right. He you was also are the husband. Wait, he was what? he was co-chiefs in Broken Arrow, Kane and Buck Rogers, yep. Kang in Star Trek, and then was yep. Mr. Freeze in Batman the Animated Series. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Good for A him. A very long and storied career. And he also got to marry Barbara Eden, which is pretty cool. Yep. Good for him. Yo, she was real hot. Bum, bum, bum. And uh, that's what the quarters of uh, Jake's uh, hot odor broad looked like yeah. with the curtains and stuff. It's true. Go. It's just bringing it all around. And she turned to smoke at the end of the episode, just like Barbara Eden. Yeah. Well, she turned into like a weird, and I mean, I was telling Stephanie when we were watching it, because Sophie came out and she's like, what's happening? And I tried to tell her and she's like, oh, okay. And then when the lady disappeared, she's like, where's she going? I was like, I don't know, but that happens a lot on this series of programs. <laughs> like people just turn into energy and fly away. In this franchise, it happens a lot. It does. Like that's their out. Like, how do we get out of this? Uh, turn into a ball of energy and float away. Well, I mean, when cool. she said that she's been inspiring people for, you know, well, she mentioned Keats. Didn't she mention Keats? Keats, yeah. yeah. And uh, Catalyst and... Um, space names. Space names, space names. Uh, David Foster Wallace, which I thought was kind of surprising since he was still actively writing at the time. <laughs> and, uh, no, I'm One random like observation that I saw at some point, there were some uniforms that I had never seen before, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I just missed it or what, but like they were brown with like a purple, like the nurse. Yeah, yeah I'd never was seen that what nurse. it was. Yeah, oh, in, 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 in sick bay, the lady who was treating Jake and then got slapped around. Yeah, yeah she yeah, fucking cold cocked that bitch too. Just yeah, <laughs> they've had they've had that uniform for a while. That's a that's I a majority medical. It. It was the most bizarre design. Like it was just, it was all this brown coverall thing, and then it had like a purple, like came around like a like a corset or something, uh-huh. and then it had like like this thing that almost like went up into the boobs area. Yeah, well, if you look, it's the same design as Odo and Kira's. I mean, just there's a bad the, color scheme. There's this yeah. the base design for it. Well, that's the thing is medical always is. You know, think about us. We got guys running around with green smocks. I mean. Yeah, but this this the whole design of it was just weird. Weird man. Yeah, but she's she's been on there before. She's one of those that you feel bad for because she had you know, she's on there for what, four years now and not said a word. So yeah. just like, there was this guy that looked kind of like a cheap version of McCoy. Yeah. That uh, he looked kind of like Asian slash Hispanic McCoy, and he was in the background on TNG all the time. And he never said a fucking word. And he was all, like all the way through the series. He was always back there helping Beverly, but never got to say a word. And I uh, felt bad for him. 
Mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, Nurse What's-Her-Nuts uh, actually starts talking on DS9. She may already have, actually. But Nurse What's-Her-Nuts. Yeah. She that also be in Star Trek Adventures. She also gets a uh, Yes Doctor every now and again. I love What's Her Nuts. That's one of my favorites. Nurse What's Her Nuts. Bring me the results of the test. Yes, yes I doctor. love What's Her Nuts. Try my nuts. Yes, What's Her Nuts is the best. Anyway. And then it's over. The Loxana leaves and she gives him like, the, it's not you, it's me kind of thing. And it's over. Dun, dun, dun. Well, you know, they were best friends. Yeah. BFFs. So how does she get out of this marriage? Does she just serve him some papers later on? I, I don't know. We never see her again. That's it. Yeah. So, like I said, next episode we get the news report she died in childbirth. Drats. Dun, 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 dun. And then it's over. Um, this episode, I'm just going to go. This episode's like five. That's, mm. as lo- that's as low as I'm willing to go for Deep Space Nine. <clears throat> uh, but this is the worst Deep Space Nine episode I've seen in, in quite a while. I just didn't it's two B stories. I, I I would not even be that generous. I'm giving it a four. Whoa! Deep <laughs> Space Four. I'm telling you, like, I have a higher standard for DS9. I like the show so much that, like, when they throw in a freaking bomb like this, it's like, come on, you guys, I expect better from you. Yes, let me massage your brain. Yes. Yeah, the one of the things uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the book that he started writing in this episode, Anselm, yes, was the book that he was known for having published in the alternate timeline when his dad died. I like that. The girl still doesn't make it worth a shit. <laughs> this is the one that the girl came to his house and was like, "Yeah, you wrote the one book and then you disappeared." Like, the, why did all these weird white bitches just be showing up at his place to talk about some book? Well, look at J.D. Stollinger. That shit happened all the time with yes, him. Let me massage your brain. This episode was stinky. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm debating six or six and a half, but I'm oh, going wow. to stop. I'm, I'm going to go with six. All right, Ben says it, it's six. It it really spoke to me on a writing level and uh-huh. it makes me want to write again and I like it makes you want to find an old broad with a big forehead. Yes. No, just a, a big index finger so she can get up in there and massage. <laughs> yeah. It's like most of my most of the best uh, essays I've ever written have been after <laughs> having my uh, prostate fingered. So <laughs> But I'm bleeding. It's okay. You're fine. Chapter four. It's okay. Well, she he wanted she wanted to stop, and he's like, oh, I don't care. I got to keep going. No, I need more. That's the thing is, I mean, how much was that that the space vampire was like, okay, I'm done, and he's like, no, no, I need another chapter. So it's like, oh, She's getting him hooked, edging his creativity. <laughs> I don't know, yo. But yeah, I, I'm gonna stick with a six. All right, there you go. Yeah, maybe six and a quarter. <clears throat> we don't do quarters on this show, Ben. No. Oh. Halves. <laughs> what is this, soccer? Halves or holes. We don't do quarters. <clears throat> six. All right, there you go. All right, well, that's the episode, everybody. Real stinker. Uh, next week, I think we got some good stuff to look forward to. Um, I think the next episode is... For the Cause. For the Cause, which is a good one, I think. Yep. Yeah, so at, least they, at least they give you something awesome right off. After that fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the only good thing about having a filler episode like this is like, you know, the next one is going to be great. They're going to come <laughs> hard, son. Yeah. They had all the, like the, the junior writers write the last two because the, the, the grown up writers were busy writing the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That shit was whack, son. Just whack. Mm. So I don't think it was that bad. Ooh, the story was story by uh, Barrett actually helped write the story. Yep. Yep. So there you go. It's like, yeah, let's, and, you know what? Uh, now, was it uh, Ira? Yeah. Ira uh, Stephen Bear wrote the other. No, uh, Renee Echevera. Echevera. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then Majel Barrett, or however you pronounce her name. Because it was teleplay by and then story by the two of them. Yes. Yeah, story so. by Renee Echevera. So I'm still listening to the 50 year voyage, and they've just gotten to. Uh, like the last couple of weeks I've been listening to it. It's been about the DS nine section. Mm-hmm. 
and they're talking about all of the, oh, and this season we decided to end it this way. And, you know, season two, the McKees showed up. And season three, you know, this happened. And season four, Worf shows up, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of season four, we find out this thing. And I was like, oh, shit, that's coming up real soon. And season five, this thing. And it's like, holy shit, this whole series is about to end. Yeah, there's some good shit. Yeah, there's some good it's, shit. It's about to just start like snowballing though yeah. with good shit. I hope so. I love that. So hot. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, there's the show. You guys have a wonderful rest of your week and we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye everybody. <laughs>